Hello and welcome to Up the Smut podcast. Um, you're still here. It's episode 16 or something. So congratulations to you for sticking with it. Uh, I'm Kate, host number one. And host number two is Michaela, who wore a uh, hockey themed hat for this episode. She yeah. went all out on the theme. I thought I would just be festive, like Mariah Carey at Christmas time. I was like, what's like, what is it, like 90 degrees Fahrenheit and you're in a winter cap? Well, I'm cold. It's 62, if we must be rude about it. Um, my son, yes, I had to talk him out of wearing this beanie to school yesterday when it was 60 degrees Fahrenheit, 16 degrees Celsius. There was a drizzle. It was raining. Mm-hmm. So I understand why he wanted to wear that. He did wear a tracksuit to school. Uh, we don't understand. That's such a preteen boy thing to do, to <laughs> wear it. He's a little skinny legend though. He's just like, he's got not an ounce of fat on him. He just needs the padding. Bless him. So yeah, that's what he's doing. He'll never be a hockey player. That just just reminds, talking about sons, that just reminded me that like yesterday I wasn't paying attention to my son while I was brushing my teeth and he unspooled the entire roll of toilet paper and then I had to spool it back Mm -hmm. and it was a relatively new roll of toilet paper. So that really hurt. He was trying to blow his nose. Um, by pulling a piece of toilet paper off, but he pulled the entire mm. roll. And later my husband goes, what the fuck did you do to the toilet paper? And I was like, what makes you think that that was me? We have a toddler. Why do you think that I am who unspooled an entire roll of toilet paper? Well, I- <laughs> 2020, you'd both be put outside to catch co- coronavirus. So that's what it was. It wasn't even COVID back then. No, yeah. Like, he doesn't understand the commodity that toilet paper is, was, and could possibly be again. Seriously, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Just, like, not use an entire roll of toilet paper? When no. I have my period, there's no toilet. Like, it's just, it's gone. I can, you yeah. know. I love I tried, it. I, I, I tried to I'm explain. Like, about my period. <laughs> I tried to explain to my son. I'm like, okay, well, you don't need an entire roll of toilet paper to blow your nose. But he's only, like, 21 months old or something. He's nearly two. So just like, say nearly two. Like, <laughs> Okay, there's a big difference, though. By two, he might be speaking in full sentences. By the time my son was six months old, I was like, he's one in June. <laughs> I do say, I don't, that's why I, it, I struggled to do the math. He's two in August. Yeah. yeah. That's what I tell people at the park. Mm. But I was like, I, for a moment, I was like, I'm going to actually try and figure it out. I yeah. do not know how many months there are until August. The, two and a half. Wow. That, that sounds so fake. 22 what the fuck and a half. We've been with ourselves. What we've, we've, we've actually been doing with ourselves is we've been reading cocky romance. That's what we've been yeah. doing with all this year. I've realized I've only read seven books this month, which is insane. It's the 17th of May, my time. I've only read 39 this year, according to my Goodreads. But again, mm-hmm. I do not count rereads. Um, you need to start. So I've been very, very stressed this year. So it's been a lot of fucking rereads. Oh, I've re- reread entire like nine book series multiple times. Uh, a lot of monsters have been reread. And do you feel better for it, or you're just as depressed and anxious as before? No, now I'm anxious because I've only read like 39 books this year, yeah. and I set my Goodreads goal to like 300. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Might so, I suggest medication? That's what. No, yeah, that's, that's my goal. Yeah, it's my. I, I have people who are like, I, I forgot s- my meds, and I'm like, that's the best part of my day. Like a slight MDMA esque high. Not that I've ever done that. If you're listening. FBI man, CIA agent, uh, and God. Yeah, definitely listening to this. Right. Not even God is listening. Sponsor to this. us. <laughs> He's out there. 
Um, I actually scheduled my first therapy appointment in, it's like in three weeks. So I'm, well, it's not my first ever. Actually, it's a sad story. A lot of people were congratulating me because uh, I put it in my stories that for Mother's Day, I got myself therapy. And they were like, oh, uh, you're going to love it. Like, it's, it's great. I feel so much better. And I was like, oh yeah, I know. But I was actually in therapy, uh, when I lived in the city and my therapist ghosted me three times in a row. And like the last time she didn't even tell me, like it was an apology, like she didn't even apologize until like four days later. She was like, oh my God, I just remembered we were supposed to have therapy. She was like, you're my only evening appointment. So, and this was like at the beginning of COVID when we were doing like telehealth. And she was like, you're my only evening, like kind of tried to place the blame on me. Like you're my only evening appointment. So like, of course, I for- and I never responded to her email, never went back. Good. Just stopped therapy, <laughs> just cold turkey therapy and just rolled over gone for like a year and a half. But isn't it what they say is that like what you study is what interest, like what's wrong with you? Like a lot of people who study to be therapists and, you know, like psychiatrists, they're like the most mentally ill of us all. That's what I've yeah. heard. And I would agree with that. You're you're seeking answers to your own life problems when, Mm. like, I I think when you pick what you want to like, you you pick something you're interested in. If you're interested in solving like world hunger, maybe you've been somebody who suffered through hunger as a child, Mm. or if you have, I don't know. That's a very. I'm a trained trained social worker. I am. I have my master's degree in social work. I didn't go to be like a counselor or anything. I studied child development and uh, family stuff. But okay. yeah, do you want to talk about your childhood, or do you want to talk about hockey romance? Let's talk. But you did say we've read these, so none of these books I read this year. I will say, okay. well, uh, well, maybe one. So these are all books I went on a hockey fucking binge yeah. in 2021, um, where I just, it might have even been 2020. It was like in COVID, I was just like 58 hockey romances in a row, and they were almost all gay romance, like. Yeah, they were all gay romance, actually. If you and it wasn't just hockey though; it was sports. It was MM sports romance. I read so many; it was honestly disgusting. After a while, I was like, I need to change subgenres because, like, I'm way too focused on sports, which I think are useless. Yeah, I'm not a sporty <laughs> person. Um, so it actually is funny to me that I do enjoy sports romance and really specifically hockey romance. So I figured out what this was. I psychoanalyzed myself and I said, Michaela, what's the go? Why is this? And I'm going to take you guys on a journey. We're going on a journey back to 1994 when I first fell in love. The first time I fell in love was in 1994 and it was with Dean Portman from the Mighty Ducks D12. It was a movie. The Mighty Ducks D2. Dean Portman. He was from Chicago. The Mighty Ducks. What the fuck? I know. It's end this yeah. fucking call and get off. Watch it now. Because yeah. I honestly, okay. So Dean Portman. All right, Kate doesn't know, so I get to tell you. I get to like. I should take off my fucking hat because you know, like, I'm so excited. You're gonna it. get too hot. Yeah, you're too. You're gonna get too excited, sweaty. A hundred percent. So in the first movie, there's this guy Fulton Reed, and he is like he's kind of the big name well he's a big boy like he's huge you know he's like the protector of all of the kids really misunderstood a man of few words and then in the second movie there are three new players who come in and one of them is dean portman and he is like 
the aggressive, hot-headed, like he's the kid who's hit puberty at like 10 and is, you know, like the size of an 18-year-old basically. Um, Probably obviously was 18 playing in the movie. Anyway, so he has a little bit of an antagonistic relationship with Fulton at first until they team up and they become the Bash Bros. And they're the defenders on the team. They're really great. So I think that I've realized like falling in love with Dean Portman at a young age Immediately, I just realized because all of the traits that he had in himself are what we celebrate now in hockey room. It's like he was hot headed. He was ready to fucking fight anyone. Like he was screaming at the refs, the coach, the other team. He was teaching the little kids on the team to like beat the shit out of people. You know, he's like he was the alpha basically before like they could say that. And I do think if you guys have watched that movie that he hooked up with Julie Gaffney, who is the goalie. And she's also introduced into it. Um, but they're always together in the movie. That was my headcanon as a child. That was the first thing I ever shipped uh, without even realizing it. And then, uh, so obviously, like, this is me just looking for sport. And, like, none of my family are sporty. So when I'm, like, this little girl in Sydney, Australia, I'm like, I want to play ice hockey in Minnesota. <laughs> Who the fuck did I think I was, for starters? Like, have you ever ice skated? Honestly, my daughter told me she wanted to do it. I was like, you will die um I don't want her to embarrass herself not about French like I want an ice skating party I'm like how about if we just go to a trampoline place uh also another movie that I got really obsessed with was The Cutting Edge now this is about never seen it oh my fucking god honestly this is it's a journey for everyone everyone's on a journey Kate's getting a piggyback from me and I'm like pointing out everything as we go so The Cutting Edge it's about a uh Olympic hopeful and a former hockey player who (laughs) gets an injury and he goes like blind in one eye or something i'm not laughing at that obviously but like the setup for it is so fucking stupid there is like this scene at the very beginning of the movie she's leaving the rink he's rushing because he's you know like this playboy fucking hockey player who's fucking everyone he's got a game and as like they're the two hallways are converging and they crash into each other as the national anthem's playing and he says to her while she's on the ground not even helping her he's holding his bag full of hockey gear he's like where I'm from, we stand up during the national anthem. Anyway, so when he like loses his career, he's still a good skater. So they're like, well, this chick is a bitch. No one wants to deal with her. So let's just give her this alcoholic man whore to become a fucking figure skater with. And they do the Pomshenko, which is the most dangerous move ever at the Olympics. Wow. I love the Olympics as well. Don't get me started. I don't know why. I don't care about sport. But, like, if you can win a gold medal, I'm fucking there. I watch everything. I made my husband get up when I was pregnant with my daughter to watch Usain Bolt run 100 meters. I don't know why. I just wanted to see it, you know? just want to live vicariously through winners. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. No, I love that. But I like the power is, so, even more. Is the cutting edge kind of what Icebreaker then by Hannah Grace slightly <laughs> loosely bit? Is that why I've heard the name? Yes. I made one of those videos. It, it was with the um oh, yeah. song. You know, it's just like, look, my heart, oh no. And then you like would slam the book and then you'd slam the computer and the book would appear. So that was there we go. by Hannah Grace. Um, so I've seen it, cutting edge then for 30 yeah. seconds yeah, the, in your reel. The important part, like just of a woman being thrown through the air. But Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, I feel like that was a massive moment again, like for what I think that like you haven't read the book, I've read the book. It is a really good look at like Gen X's communication skills. There's a lot of talking, a lot of filthy fucking talking. Nate Hawkins is the blueprint of a man. Um, as soon as I finished the book, she didn't mention his star sign in the book. I was like, that man's a Taurus, right? She goes, yep. I was like, there you go. 
I knew it. Is it as dirty as Pucking Around by Emily Rath? Different sort of pucking. Okay. Because it's just the two of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it is a it is trad pubs now, so Yeah, it is. It started as KU. Um and like I just remember the big hub. It was my friend Carly. Carly is the oracle of books. Like I don't know how Carly does this. Carly doesn't have a bookstagram, but she will find a book just before release day and she's like, This book is gonna be good. And the book fucking explodes. She did it with Emily Rath, did it with Hannah Grace. Uh there's so many books that I can think of that Carly has done that with. And I know that she's screaming and she's like dragged her partner in to hear her name on the podcast because she did that last time I talked about her. <laughs> Say Carly's name. So she's like, ah! <laughs> Carly, tell me what is in the future of romance subgenres. What are we, after hockey, what's next? Predict and let me know. Predict. And we will do a podcast episode on your prediction. Carly said. <laughs> yeah. I trust her. Yeah. I, she's a Actually, Virgo. You better trust her. I was thinking what's funny for everyone listening. Michaela and I kind of ran through our list a little bit and I don't, I have read one of the series she's going to talk about. And I think that is it. Our series do not, our recommendations do not overlap. And that wasn't on purpose. She was like, I'm going through mine. You go through yours. And then we were like, yeah, there's, they don't overlap. No sword crossing from Kate and I, but a lot of Kate's are MM recommendations. And I do have an MM recommendation. I do read MM but Kate is kind of like she's just the authority on this. It was just one of those it was just one of those situations where I went from one author to and then like at the end of like that book there'd be like uh like I read a an author pairing who do a book together and then I read each of their separate series because they have their own hockey series so I read those and then we'll get to it but like it was one of those things where it was just like Every time I finished a book, KU was like, what about this one? And I was like, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, next thing I knew, it was three months later, and I'd read nothing but MM hockey romance for a really long time. Do you know anything and about And a couple football. Did I learn anything from it? Mm-hmm. No, I learned nothing about hockey. Do you know what I learned from Emily Rath's book? That goalies can do the splits. Mm. I didn't know that. Well, I just learned that from the excerpt you sent me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this? Like, there's so much going on in this. I'm play not talking three. about that book. I'm not fucking talking about DNF <laughs> that shit. Not Emily Rath, a different one. I'm not talking about, I'm not going near that with a fucking 10 foot pole. All right? You cannot no, no, tell me. I, I can't tell you what it is unless you send me $10 cash out. Thank you. I, I was, I thought you were going to fit. I mean, it seemed yeah. wild, but. Um, all right. Well, how about, do you want to start with the series that we have both read? Yes. So I'm actually, I'm wearing the beanie today. It's the Sleet series by SJ Tilly. Uh, full disclosure, she is a friend of mine, but I do love her books. I think that they're super readable. They're on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, the first book is Sleet Kitten. I think Jackson, he's the um, captain mm-hmm. of the team, isn't he? But yeah. also I would like to, full disclosure, SJ Tilly is not my friend. We are acquaintances at best. And that means that when I tell you I like her book, it means a lot more. And oh, I did like it. So. Yeah. I um, Just so people yeah. know, she yeah. is lovely, but we are not friends. So I believe that I am agreeing with Michaela. It is good, even though well, she SK, is biased. SK, if we're being technical, she is the fucking antagonist in my life. She sends yeah, me shit true. against my will. And a funny story with the second book in the Slate series, Slate Sugar, which is my favorite because Zach is he's just come back from Finland. He reminds me a lot of Dean Portman from, and I tell SJ that she's like, that's it not all comes back. 
yeah. She's like, no, 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 you're wrong. And I was like, I'm actually not wrong. I know your character better than you do. So shut the fuck up. And I was like, he's a Libra. And she goes, what? I'm like, well, he's like, they go to a haunted house for his birthday and it's before Halloween. She's like, okay. Like, anyway. Um, and then he hooks up with Izzy after a one night stand and she is the coach's daughter. So that's like always the best as well. These men just simp. This is the best part. I've got a, I've got a quote from one of the books that I'm going to talk about and it is the perfect representation of hockey men. And the third book is Sleep Banshee. That one is bonkers. It's the goalie. I don't think he does a splits though. I've got to find out. I've got to reread that these books. That should be a Goodreads shelf. Man can do splits. <laughs> Men's can split. So they're on KU. All of SJ's books are on KU and they're all fucking amazing, but that is her hockey series. And they all clock in like around 300 pages, yeah? Yeah. So they're just, yeah. they're good fun Totally time. manageable. I read it in, I read Sleek Kitten in maybe like two settings. Yeah. When uh, I really discovered easy. her, she actually slid into my DMs because our mutual friend Kat was like, oh, this chick's really funny. And I was like, well, obviously. But um, I read all nine of her books in four days. And I was like, when's the next one? She's like, get fucked. <laughs> Like you spent all this time, and I'm like, oh yeah, I read them all. What's what do you got? What else? What else is happening? Start writing, please. You're taking too long. Basically, 100%. authors love it when you when you tell them that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, SJ, she did. She sent me she sends me books, and then she accidentally sent me twenty copies of Sleep Sugar in the Hot Guy cover, and twenty copies of Latte Darling, also in the Hot Guy cover. So forty books arrived at my house. Um. 40 pounds, 20 kilos for anyone playing at home. And it was uh, eye-opening, annoying, but I'm happy to have them. And an accident. An accident, yeah. It was an accident. Well, sh- so she claims. She claims. What's your first recommendation after I've just railroaded everyone and everything? All right, well, okay. Before I get into all my uh, my MMs, I do have a couple MFs. And because you said Izzy is a character in S.J. Tilly's, there is an Izzy in one of mine as well. Actually, her name is like Isabel with an O, I S O B E L, which I just feel is like super classy. Yeah, that's um, anyway, yeah. But the book is, I actually read this probably like four, five years ago. This was before I had KU, it, it was free. And it's called So Over You by Kate Meter, and that's M E A D E R. And it's a Chicago-based series. Um, I think they're like the Chicago Rebels hockey team, something like that. And this is about Isabel, who is amazing. She is a fucking badass bitch. Uh, she played hockey, she NCAA. She was really good. I think she won silver in the Olympics for something. And then she like was living out her dream on like the national women's team for I think like seven minutes before an injury uh, sidelined her forever. So, like, she had her dream for about seven minutes. And we'll back up a little bit. Um, Before she did all this, when she was kind of starting out, uh, I think she was, like, 18, 19. She met, what's his name? Vadim, Russian. And his he is now an NHL player. I'm doing a lot of hand motions for some reason. No one can see me. And... Yeah, he is an NHL player and he is now known as the czar of pleasure. Like he's known for like puck bunnies, which I know you can't write a hockey romance. I was like, bro, play the game. Yeah, like I don't like the term puck bunnies. I feel it is derogatory, but 
at the same time, I know that it, they, it, like, that is a term that is still used today. So, um, anyways, so he is known for providing pleasure to many a woman. And they were together as teenagers until her dad scared him away. And was like, she gets seriously injured. He shows up and her dad's like, get the like fuck out of here. Like, I hate you. You know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And never told Isabel, to my knowledge, like she does not, again, it's been like four or five years. She does not know why Vadim like dumped her like a hot cake. I don't think that's a phrase, but yeah, she like, so they kind of hate each other now. She ends up being hired as a skating consultant for an NHL team. And I bet you're like, wow. I bet those men do not like being told what to do by a woman and you would be right. And Vadim is one of them. He has like an injury and she's trying to help him like work through it. Anyways, they kind of hate each other. There's so much hot, angry banter. And then he finds out he overhears a private conversation between her and her sister where she admits he never gave her an orgasm. And it wasn't meant to be, she did not know he was listening. He genuinely, it was not meant to be spiteful. They were teenagers, like, you know, they were, like, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. He might have been, like, 20. And, like, it was not, like, you know, I think they were each other's, like, firsts. And, you know, why would you expect him to be able to necessarily? But he finds out, and he goes and asks people. The phrasing she used, he doesn't understand because he's Russian. So he asks somebody, and then they start, like, absolutely making fun of him. They're like, it means she didn't come, you idiot. And then he confronts her in her car one day and is, like, did I never, I'm going, I have to give you an orgasm like right now. Like my ego cannot take it. And the book commences from there. So okay, I'm just going to say like, if a woman is confronted by anyone in her car, I don't even drive. And I'm like, I would just be like running that motherfucker. I would have mace. I would be ready to fucking punch on. I was actually thinking <laughs> think about this. How like they end up getting the window tapped on by like the grounds keeper guy. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. It was so fucking hot though. And I read this like, Earlier on in my romance career, when, you know, things, I was just getting into indie romances. Like, most of what I was reading was, like, stuff I found on the bookshelves. So this was definitely spicier. Um, It's not as spicy as some of the stuff out there, but, God, I just love a Russian character. Mm. And it's probably somewhat, like, I don't know. I I wouldn't be able to tell you if it's a stereotype or not. I just, I, I die. I'm reading paladin by only james right now and the character is russian and he uses a lot of russian nicknames and like i'm just like that's amazing i've like, got a russian i've got an american to hear english nicknames are garbage yeah yeah no garbage I, I completely agree i completely agree but anyways that was that was very hot book one of the only mf hockey romances i've read um highly recommend it's actually book three in the series but it doesn't really matter i read it first and i don't None of the other books lived up to the hype of this one for me, but they were also good. Four stars. This one was five. Um. So yeah. Do you want to do every pinballing? Do you want to go back? Boop. Yeah. We'll, we'll pinball. Okay. Let's pinball. Um. All right. Well, I've got. She has like a piece of paper in her hand. She's reading off of. I've got three pieces of paper. It's very official. Sometimes what I do is I just type it out in my notes app, and then I will just copy that. And email it to my husband with the um, subject of print, please, XX. And he, it just appears. It appears on my desk. Um, 
He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. <laughs> good man. He has access to a printer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is probably another man who could make a printer work, and that is Cooper Callahan from Breakaway by Grace Riley. This is another one of those TikTok sort of books that have like popped up. You'll probably see it everywhere on Reels, things like that. It's the second book in, I don't know what, like, what is it called? I don't even know what this, Stealing Home, maybe I want to say. Is that what it is? The first book is First Down. It's about football. But this one is about hockey. And his name's Cooper. Well, there's no home in that. That would be a baseball title, Stealing Home. Oh, maybe that's the last book in the series then. Look yeah. look it up. Okay, it'll be written in the description <laughs> on the fucking thing. Do I look like an author? Steal- no, I look I'm like, like Stealing home. home. That's Steal- a baseball term. Yeah, that wolf. Like I fucking know anything about sport apart from these men can shove their sticks in me anytime. So, yeah. Cooper Callahan, he is breaking away from the tradition of football. His brother was the male main character in the previous book, First Down, and he is not really gelling on the ice. So his coach has him go to volunteer as a skating coach for like little kids where he meets Penny. Uh, I love a good punishment. It's so fucking, it's so hot. So he meets Penny. Um, Penny is like this like little firecracker you know she's got red hair and freckles she's super hot she's a former figure skater she did have an injury um, and yeah, she, also reads, she reads romance novels she wants to be a romance author as well um, Penny's been a little bit jaded from a previous relationship uh, with a hockey player so she fucking hates hockey players she's got a dirty as fuck mind basically like her list is kind of you know like she wants to do stuff in a public place. She wants to play with toys, all of that sort of stuff. But what Cooper doesn't realize when Penny asks to hook up with him in a supply closet is that she's actually the coach's daughter. <laughs> so he had no idea. Um, but of course, he cannot keep away from her. Uh, and it's really, really good. I would definitely suggest that one. I looked it up, by the way. It's called Breakaway. Breakaway. Is that the first one? Or is that the series? No. First Down is the first one. It's the Beyond the Play series. Beyond the Play. There you go. It had something to do with the sports terminology that little Miss Mickey did not know. Because Mickey does rant troubles. Mickey doesn't run marathons, okay? The only marathon I'm fucking doing is reading nine SJ Tilly books in four days. (laughs) Yeah. Reading marathons. Respectable. Exactly. Respectable. And that's Grace Riley. And that's R-E-I-L-L-Y. Mm-hmm. And that tripped me up because I will use a segue. I read a book or a series by Leah Riley. And that's L-I-A. And then Riley is R-I-L-E-Y. And it's the Hellions Angel series. And it's another MF. We'll get to my MMs if you're wondering what the fuck's going on. Why are there so many vaginas? Actually, when we were reading Pucking Around by when we were reading Pucking Around by Emily Rath, I texted Michaela and I was seriously like, I cannot compute why there is a vagina. Mm. Like this book is amazing, but like why is there a vagina in the mix? I'm like, I keep forgetting that there's a woman involved. Um, so anyways, the Hellions Angel series, I'll whip through them really quick, the tropes, uh, if you're interested. Good series, very short. I think it's like two hundred and 250 pages they felt very short when i was reading them first one is mr hockey it's an nhl player he's a big big name think like if you know hockey like jonathan taves from the blackhawks it's like the only name i know um (laughs) but he's big and he is kind of he goes to a library he's supposed to like do do good 
and like read to some kids or some shit. And he meets a quirky librarian and he's so like relieved that she doesn't know anything about hockey. And it really turns him on because he's so used to women like throwing themselves at him and just only wanting him for his stardom. And now he meets this like quirky librarian who's always dressed in like really cute librarian-esque outfits. You know, she has like a beehive hairdo. Like, I, I don't know what, uh, what is that? 70s? Uh, whatever. Fucking A. She's very quirky. And it turns out, though, he doesn't know. She is a huge fucking hockey fan. Her home is full of memorabilia of him. Life-size cutouts, calendars, like, cups with his face on them. Like, so she knew the – but she – he, like, expresses to her that he's so relieved that she doesn't know who he is, really. And that's why he's into her. And so she, like, keeps it a secret. Obviously, that comes back to a biter in the butt later. Uh, book two is Head Coach. And that is a kind of like a reporter who has, I think, believe publicly be, been insulted. Somebody called her like an ice queen. And actually, it might have been the coach. And then a grumpy head coach who's like a single dad and he's just fucking jaded as hell. And the reporter has to like interview him. And he's like a total asshole to her and whatever. Sparks fly. Third book, though, is called Virgin Territory. And guess who the virgin is? the male he is yes yes so he's like kind of an uptight i think he gets sent to yoga he gets like sentenced to yoga Mm -hmm. as punishment for being like a hothead and i think he's a virgin just because of he thinks it's sex is distracting and he's only ever been focused on his career never wanted to like i don't know meet a woman to sway it's him whatever but now this hothead velvet hallway there we go yep does not want to be lured by velvet hallway into ruining his career (laughs) so but he ends up going to yoga and now it's just like this hot like really relaxed girl in yoga pants like stretching him and he gets a boner like all the time and he's like what the fuck does he stretch her boner what does he stretch her she stretches him he stretches no i think he like i don't even know how much of a focus it was on them actually doing yoga he like freaks out the first time he gets a boner basically um but really fun i mean it's again it's a fun short series if you not too much emphasis it's not there's no emphasis on hockey like they're not actually playing hockey Mm. you know how some books we talked about with emily rath some are very hockey heavy and some are like he's a hockey player and like gets to use hockey terms but you never see him on the ice yeah yeah (laughs) that's kind of this like i think maybe in one of the books they go to a game but for the most part it's just it all takes place off the ice everything so Mm -hmm. it's a good series though and that's again the hellions angel series by leah riley just kind of a fun, easy read. So that's my other MF. Is that all for MF? No, I kind of had one more. Okay. No, because I, uh... I want to save my MM to segue into your MM. Like Perfect. I was like, that's a good, that's a good segue. Um, I will mention Iced Out by Veronica Eden. So this one has the quote that I wanted to talk about that actually like encapsulated it kind of perfectly. So uh, it's about a girl, I think you pronounce it Maya. It's M-A-Y-A. Maya. Maya. Maya? M-A, yeah, Maya. Maya? Really? I'd say that Maya. That's how, I know some girls with that spelling, it's Maya. So, okay. So that's American. I don't know if that's everywhere. No. Um, So Maya says about Easter. Maya's just like halfway to mayonnaise. Maya, Maya, Maya. Maya, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Um, oh my god, my Shakira voice is coming out. I'm gonna be serious. <laughs> okay, so she says, My breath hitches. 
His fierce protectiveness is tinged with the promise of violence. It shouldn't turn me on so much, but I can't help the way it makes my heart race with excitement. This is what has always attracted me to hockey players in the first place. Their intensity, their wild nature, their need to fight for what's theirs. So this one, Maya Maya, the artist girl I am, the girl in this, (laughs) she's a bit of a study queen. Uh, She never really goes out, but one night she does. She lets loose at the bar. She's dancing on the table and she meets Easton, who is the captain of the hockey team. Unfortunately, she is wearing the jersey of the opposite team because that's who her brother plays for. And Easton and her brother are always clashing on the ice. But you know what? It's not really like a brother's rival sort of thing because it's like such a non-issue. Her brother doesn't go to the school. Um, He is a really cute little, he just simps for her immediately. He was a bit of a man whore, uh, but immediately just like fucking is obsessed with this chick. It's so cute. It's so, so cute. Um, So it's like he falls first trope. Yeah, well, I mean, like, she kind of falls at the same time. Like, he just oh. is, like, not falling. So I, I love like, when the guy is just like, mm, yes, I am obsessed with you that's in, like, her. a cute way. That's her, absolutely. Um, So there is, like, a subplot in this about a grandpa who is, like, sick. And my grandpa passed away five years ago. I'm never going to get over it. Like, and so reading this, I was like, I'm going to, like, this is how I die. Like, I cannot read this book. But a very important thing that happens in this book is period sex. <gasps> period sex it's period sex that's all i wrote literally capital letters period sex period sex four exclamation points wow so I... maya maya and easton they fuck on her period and it's i amazing. think i've only ever read that like once i know this is why like it has to be documented no. so if you're well, i've never like wanted like i don't i'm not somebody who i know some people do want to have like per- like when they're on their period they get really mm-hmm. horny and they want to have sex I'm like, look at me funny and I'll punch you right oh. in the throat. See, I, like, have I am not. I'm not. I'm like, don't. Don't even come near me. Don't graze my boob with your eyes oh. See, for I, four days. I know. Like, I can bring my period on by having sex. So if I'm like, my period's like five minutes late, I'm like, come here. Let's fuck. <laughs> I'll get my period. My husband's just like, oh. <laughs> And now that I'm putting this on the internet, maybe someone else is feeling the same way. Yeah. People have, I've had sex twice and I had kids both times. So that's all I've ever done. I've only had sex twice. Yep, that's it. What's Definitely don't listen to last episode. Look, <laughs> when you bring the lightning, sometimes you get lost in the storm. That was actually my nickname, lightning, because I'd never hit the same boy twice. Jesus <laughs> I mean, I guess that's respect. Like, I don't, I don't think that the guys that you were hitting, based on mm. your retellings, uh, were worthy of hitting twice. So, no. well, like I said, I, okay. I used to use sex as like a form of self harm. Like, literally, like you just go, like you, you just look at some of the people you've slept with, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like, what was I thinking? And you know what? I wasn't. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Michaela was thinking with her little playground. <laughs> wow, this segue was super. Off the rails. To hockey. I've never had Wait. I've never had sex with a hockey player, so let's Not be yet. sad about that. Connor, Connor, get some skates. <laughs> no. Learn to skate. No? All right, I'll finish up with my last MF, uh, which is another Kate meter. I'll talk really, really quick about it. It's called Good Guy. And I liked it because the heroine is a widow. And the night that she and I don't remember the context around this, because again, it's been a little bit. But the night that she buries her husband, 
she kisses her husband's best friend. And then they like completely, it's like, I guess it's also for her, it's kind of like comfort, but also she's, I don't remember if things were like great between her and her husband at the time. I prefer when they're not and then they die because then it's like, oh, I don't feel so bad. But uh, anyways, she kisses her dead husband's best friend uh, and then they like stop talking. They like are not friends after that. What? Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's also, but he's a hockey player. So, and she's a reporter. And so later, a couple years later, they are reconnected. He kind of hates her for what she did in a sense. And she's like, look, dude, I was like, just like incredibly sad. And did he kiss like, her back? looking for comfort. Yeah, I think. So there's like some well, self-loathing involved there. Yeah. Um, but she gets assigned to him to... Oh like do a story on him and he wow. wants nothing because i mean also even if they didn't have that moment right after like he died they still he's she's still his like best friend's widow so even if there wasn't that in the beginning it's still i don't know i haven't read that many widow books it's or widower widow but both it's very hard i feel like they either go the route of demonizing hmm. the dead spouse or they're so in love with the dead spouse that I don't believe that they move on. Yeah. Like, it's like the book starts and they are like self-loathing, like have not moved on. It's been mm. eight years. They've never looked at another woman. And now I don't, I don't believe it. Mm. So hard sell for me, but I did like the premise of this book. I thought it was fun. All mm. said and done, even though it's a widower. So, Yeah. What is your MM? Let's go right into it. My MM. Okay, so this is, um, I know that C.E. Ritchie, this is another book called Iced Out. So I found two books named Iced Out. I read them. One How many ones can there possibly be out there, though? 100%. I mean, like, Pucking Around like... was already taken. Um, Happily Puck Your Mother, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, I Puck out. You. Puck You, Get Pucked. Um, Pucked yeah. by Helena Hunting. That's the other one. Um, so this is about Oakley Reed and Quinton DeHass. DeHass? Wow, went right into it with those names. Yeah, right. I mean, they just went off. Um, and you know what? The age that they, because this is me again psychoanalyzing the names, the age that they are, I believe those names. I believe that those names would be historically yeah. correct. Because um, these people actually, I figured out, they would have been born in the 2000s. That's literally disgusting. That's me. psychotic. I'm like, what? I'm 15 years old and I was born in 1988. Like, how is that possible? Anyway, so they have had a rivalry that goes back years, years and years and years. We get a little intro to it in the first chapter. They're at each other's throats and they are on the same college hockey team. I think they're in their final year and they're like just not gelling. Like, it's just not working. Oakley is actually a legacy player. His uncle is the coach of the college team. And it's mentioned about like nepotism. His dad was also a an NHL player. So Oakley's kind of, he's not like naturally talented, but he's obviously really good. Whereas like Quinton has this sort of raw talent. He's a rich kid. His parents like fucking hate him. Um, and is like really described as like the man whore kind of acting out. Like he's just a rich kid with no responsibilities. Um, Quinton is the captain, but there is a conversation that happens between Oakley and one of his friends about how they wish they could just get rid of him. And then all of a sudden Quinton fails a drug test and he's stepped down as the captain. And he's obviously really pissed off about it. His second sample comes back and it's clear. So it was like 
you know, something had sort of happened and it was weird. Um, Oakley is openly gay and, like, obviously we're having Quinton portrayed as being this sort of playboy, but they have this little fight at a frat party, like the old chestnut of, like, he said something, he's like, oh, you can suck my dick. He's like, I bet I could do it better than you. So they hook up mm. in a bathroom at the frat Perfect. party. And um, the next day they actually win their first game of the season. Oh, so no. Becomes... And so you know they're... hockey players are so They're so superstitious. They're so superstitious. superstitious. Both of them have that. So Quinn is convinced. He, like, he goes to Oakley. He's like, it's because we fucking hooked up. Like, you know, we've got to keep hooking up to continue on with this. Um, I see no fault in that logic. Exactly. exactly. And the sexual awakening of Quinn, like it's, he is a really enthusiastic partner. Like immediately he's just like, I fucking love this. Like he blows Oakley and he's just like, Oakley's like, this is the best blowjob I've ever had. Um, Quinn is like a really enthusiastic little power bottom. Like it's just like, it's good for them. Yeah. And it's just, um, I don't know. I just, I loved their relationship. I thought it was really good. I want to read way more by C.E. Ritchie. Um, but yeah, that was one of her newer releases. And I think that there's a couple more planned, but that's the first in a series that's going to be ongoing. They're really well written. I, have to say, I know people are like kind of getting sick of ha- like hockey romance is having its moment yeah. now, which is funny because I feel like there were already so many hockey books out yeah. there. Like it's not new by any means. Um, I know some people who haven't been reading romance as long or who, you know, weren't, weren't reading hockey romances five, four or five years ago, but yeah, this is, it's not a new fad by any means, but I feel like now hockey teams are capitalizing on it. Everyone is like using book talk to kind of ramp themselves up and become like thirst traps and stuff. So I just feel like with social media, it's getting a second wave and because like now everyone's writing hockey romances, which is fine. I have no qualms about it and also the perfect segue for that is if you guys follow me and you see on my stories on tiktok i am literally unhinged like they're yeah. the hockey teams they'll say things and i'm like oh my god like i comment as myself like not even through anything else it's michaela book bestie it's like do you want to come on our podcast and talk about it and they're like tag kate like completely lawless like cannot be stopped no filter i'm just like out there raw dogging it i'm like come and talk to us about it that guy again, yeah. Trevor Wagner. If you're listening, come and talk to us. Why do you throw things around? Like, are you? Yeah, Michaela just has a lot of questions for I have so Instagram many. thirst I traps and TikTok thirst traps. Mean about it, like yeah. this, whatever they're called, the Krakens. Who I don't know anything about hockey. Come and teach me. All right, yeah. I'll be nice to you guys. Maybe I don't even really want to know about hockey. I want to know, like, okay, so I want to know how they convince these people. They're like, we will give you a new car if you just do the words. What's that song that's been going around? I have a white bite on my raster. Jimmy pasta and lobster. You know that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the lobster. Because there were these guys doing that. Hockey players. And well, like, they're what? just trying to further their own brands. Exactly. But yeah. there's got to be an incentive. Do you know what I mean? Like it's these people aren't doing it for nothing. And then I also saw. Googled by a lot of like women is probably nice okay so in that vein the hockey wives are coming out so this one chick did um day in my life as a hockey wife so you know she's like this is my husband i think he's a goalie for some i'll send you the tiktok but yeah so the wags are coming out now and it's like don't ruin the fucking fantasy like we are the wags you know like it's fine 
you're cute. We love your lip filler. We love your Botox and your highlights and your laminated brows and all of that stuff. But let like, you know, Jane Doe in Iowa think that she's going to land fucking old mate in the goalpost, you know? That's why I'm just reading all the MM romance though. Like mm. I was going to say, I, I feel like there's a lot of people. I, and I think this might be the majority who picture themselves like as a character while they're reading. I do not. I'm a creepy face pressed against the window of this couple's relationship. Like I do not associate myself with what's happening. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why we've, I've talked about this before, probably in my stories, but like, I do not get like aroused while reading romance. That might be a lot for this podcast. I don't think it is based on what you've said, but (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm like just scraping this, the barrel bottom of the barrel of my life. But like, I don't read, romances because i'm getting aroused and that might ruin a lot of my male follower fantasies here whoever's listening i don't i like i'm just reading for entertainment purposes i don't consider them arousing content which is why i get so mad when people are like it's porn i'm like no no because i i watch porn yeah for different reasons yeah romance and it's not the to me it is not the same but to some people it is no i completely agree i just i I just think it's like i'm just I've never pictured myself as a character in a book. They're always right. like actors or sort of a blurry kind of face. Oh, wait, I, blurry. I think we've blurry. had this conversation like way, way far before. Um, when I read a romance novel, I read it because I'm in a really amazing relationship. Like my husband and I, we've been together for nearly 12 years. I love him so much. I remember the process of falling in love, of growing together and all of that. And it's like when I, I want someone else to have that. So that's why, like, even though they're, you know, made up characters, I'm like, oh my God, they feel what I'm feeling. And there are certain genres I cannot connect with. I was hanging out with my best friend yesterday, Josh. He doesn't listen to this, um, but I've known him for like 20 years. Well, and I'm like, I actually can't take friends to lovers romance seriously because I've never experienced that. Like that to me is just no, like even the only one bed, you know, when it's like, you know, a contemporary setting, I'm like, if I had to share a bed with Josh, we would go like top to tail like we're children like literally because that's like weirder no i don't think it's weird i want to sleep next to someone's feet oh no but i mean like if the bed's big enough like if you're if you're in a hotel it's a king-size bed top to tail Nah, no oh i'm the trope like i'm cuddle i'm waking up cuddling them on accident like it's just which is funny because that does not happen to my husband we have a king-size bed Mm -hmm. there's room for jesus between us like we don't (laughs) touch while we sleep he says, I wouldn't mind it, except I sleep in a very particular position that is not conducive to cuddling. Yeah. And he says, I am hot like furnace. Stay the fuck away from me. It's like, so we're really romantic. Literally, I'll put my hand on him, like while we're watching like clips on YouTube or something. And he'll be like, you need to, I'm sorry, like you need to create space because you are too fucking hot. And not in like the good way. I mean, he thinks I'm hot in the good way too, but like. Temperature wise, I'm too much. Okay, we're at 46 minutes already, and I haven't even touched any of my MM romances. So, Michaela, just so you guys know, has paused to take uh, cute pictures of her new kittens that she got. <laughs> she's not even making eye contact with me right now. She's just taking fucking, we'll post them. Uh, she's just taking fucking. Are you kidding? Her cats are fucking cute, though. I, I don't know her. I, I cannot compete with I a was cute. Kate yesterday how fable fables the girl dagger's the boy he is an absolute fucking unit um but dagger is like he's really independent he's a little hunter man but fable is a baby like it's that 
you know, real sound of um, I can survive under any conditions. I think I'm allergic to tap water. Anyway, so yesterday Fable had a little snotty nose. So what do I do? I put on a humidifier and I'm patting her. Josh is here. Josh is like, oh my God, Michaela, stop being so dramatic. And he's like texting my husband. And I said to Fable, I was like, if you die, I'll kill myself. And Josh is like, I, can you hear yourself? <laughs> like, no. Michaela has fully leaned into the crazy cat lady stereotype. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. owned cats for like five days, maybe less. Yeah. Yeah. Three days. Four. Four. Four days. Okay, you do all there of yours. I'll keep taking photos of the cats. Oh my God, I'm going to send you that photo there. That was so fucking Okay, so I was actually, during our interview with Emily Rath, was rather horrified to discover that she has never read Heated Rivalry by Rachel Reed, which is the MM hockey romance. So if you have not read Heated Rivalry by Rachel Reed, I am not sure what you are doing. It is literally, like, the when I started reading it, everyone was like, you have to, like, everyone wanted me to read this book. So it is about Shane, and actually, I'm really bad with names. Is it Ilya? It's like I-L-Y-A, but it's Russian, so I'm not sure if I'm butchering that. Well, yeah. Ilya. My best and, friend. Yeah, they played together. Uh, so the book kind of goes back and forth, like, between, like, past and present. They've been playing with each other. <laughs> <laughs> ah, playing. They've been playing on, like, junior hockey leagues together since they were young. Uh, so they've known each other a really long time. So it kind of goes back and forth between, like, when they knew each other as, like, uh, I don't know, like 18-ish, and they're already rivals. They're both really good, and so they're always kind of pitted against each other. Shane is like the goody two-shoes, perfect example of like a hockey star, you know, like blonde curls, just beautiful. And then Ilya's like obviously the like Russian who cracks a lot of jokes and who is always trying to just fuck with Shane and then the book, you know, it kind of is like, it's a long book and it's kind of a slow progression of like, well, not like they're slowly becoming friendly or like actually they, they just hate fuck each other and then they slowly become friendlier and now they fuck each other. Now they're on opposite teams and they fuck each other when their teams play each other. You know, it's one of those where it's, it's very slow progressing. Um, I don't know that it's a slow burn, but their relationship is very much like friends with eh, enemies with benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently, that's actually, I think like book two or three in the Game Changer series by Rachel Reed. And I only read Heated Rivalry. I'm now going back to read the rest of the series. But recently, she came out with The Long Game, which is like a sequel to their story. So they kind of had like a happily for now. At the end of it is like a happily ever after, but it's they, I mean, if you're going to read it, it's not really a spoiler, but they're together, but they are not public. Like Shane is, they're very concerned about ruining their their careers by coming out as gay. And so they keep it as a secret, especially since they're rivals fucking, which is like a big no-no as well. The Long Game is the sequel where they, you know, are t- trying to decide whether they're going to, it's a, like a couple years later, they're trying to decide whether they're going to come out publicly and like the problems with that. Kind of angsty in that where like they're not really on the same page, but they also don't, like they don't want to break up. They, one wants to come out, one doesn't. Stuff like that. So, very good series. Definitely a series that's leans a little bit more into the hockey. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more terminology and stuff. Okay. Now we're going to get into the wacky stuff. Uh, if we're going back to college, I have talked about the series before. It is the CU hockey series by Eden Finley and Saxon James. The first book is called power plays and straight A's, which I fucking love that title. I think it's hilarious because it is about a hockey player 
and his brother's best nerdy best friend. So Zach is the nerdy best friend. He comes to, uh, what's his name? I wrote down their names. Foster's College, transfers in, and Zach is very nerdy, doesn't have a lot of friends. Uh, and so Seth, Foster's brother, is like, hey, can you look out for Zach while he's there? And Foster's like, yeah, I'll look out for your nerdy best friend. It's cool. Like, he's not mean to him or anything. But they, uh, it's not really, so Foster's bisexual. Zach is gay. Not really any angst with that. It's not really angsty in, like, the coming out way. But very hot. Love a good jock nerd story. I actually, so there's, like, a whole series. So book two is an enemies to lovers trope. Uh, two people on the same team vying for the captainship. Um, so they're they're enemies, but they're on the same team. Still college. Third series is Cohen and Seth, Foster's brother from book one. I love the names. It's just Cohen like and Seth. Yeah. I think some of these are like their last names, like Jacobs and Beck. I'm pretty sure those are like their last names. But <laughs> Cohen and Seth, this one's by awakening. Cohen realizes <laughs> He, he's kind of a himbo and it is pointed out to him that straight guys don't usually kiss their best friends in college. And he's like, it had never occurred to him that he was anything other than straight, even though he enjoyed kissing his best friend. Uh, not he's not into his best friend, but they like, he enjoyed kissing him. And so it's like bisexual awakening. It's a hockey star meets guy who could care less about hockey. You know, fun shit. Uh, book four is Asher and Cole which is a coach's son situation. Who's also the equipment manager and Asher is a hockey guy. Who's uh, at risk of losing his place on the team because he's not doing well academically. So it's another like kind of jock nerd situation and Cole helps tutor him. Uh, Book five is Asher's brother, Wesley, who is a fallen NHL star. He was a star. Their parents died traumatically in a car crash. He had to take on, care of his five younger siblings and had to leave his career behind and so now he's a coach for this hockey team this college hockey team and he is kind of a single dad single older brother dad and he is trying to keep like his star player from failing I don't I don't think that star player is Asher but I can't really remember and Asher is his like one of his brothers and so he goes to the professor to ask for some leniency. The professor fucking hates hockey people. Despises them. So obvious. And he just writes Wesley off. He has no idea like Wesley's story. And that he's like the struggling dad to like five young like siblings. So he, you know, eventually he realizes this and cut like they bond. But it leans into the adults. Because in this at the end. And I don't know if Michaela even has any more book recs. But Jesus. So this series. We meet Ezra who I think is hooking up with somebody in this. And Ezra is the star of the book Egotistical Puckboy of the Puckboy series, also by Eden Finley and Saxon James. So now this is an NHL series. They're all egotistic, like, uh, they're all puns off of Puckboy. And this is about Ezra, who is a NHL player who is a huge asshole, kind of. But, like, he doesn't take anything seriously. He's outwardly or outwardly gay, but he's out publicly out as gay. And so he just sleeps around with a bunch of dudes. His reputation's kind of in the trash because, you know, they obviously the NHL wants 
doesn't want their stars just sleeping around with people publicly all the time. He gets into a lot of trouble. There's a lot of like public, like PDA stuff that he gets in trouble with. And then he meets, well, he doesn't meet him, but Anton is the complete opposite. Also a professional hockey player, but very professional and thinks Ezra is just like a pain in the ass, hates him, thinks he's like giving hockey a bad name. And so then obviously they fall in love. I'm Ezra, you're Anton. Yes. Anton's <laughs> definitely a Virgo. There is no <laughs> if answer about to it. She's doing it. She's doing the star signs. Yes. I don't know what Ezra would be though, because I only know Virgo. Okay. I know who is me. Yeah, that's good. Know yourself. Okay, so I have another recommendation that you probably have seen all over Book Talk. And if you haven't read it, you definitely should. It's called Mile High by Liz Tomford. And this is a book about Evan Zanders. He is a little bit of a player, a hockey player as well. Uh, but of course, a, he relentlessly pursues Stevie Shea. She is the flight attendant who works on the team's jet. So that's like kind of how they meet. Like it's like a workplace romance. She doesn't want anything to do with him. Uh, but he I would not. Him. If I was a fucking flight attendant for a fucking hockey team. Would you imagine the smell? Like the, the smell? smell? They the probably, smell. honestly, they probably leave trash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, a, he really fucking is so annoying. They're probably rude because they, they don't want you to fuck around with their, their like things. Exactly. So he's always oh, like, Stevie, madness. Can you like an extra lime sparkling water. And she's like, motherfucker, the cooler is right there go get it but I cannot I understand why it's so popular I really do love this book but he I like I wouldn't fuck Xander's bless but I mean Stevie did so that's all very well that's good for her exactly we don't all have the same standards a hundred percent and um the second book has actually come out it's about Stevie's brother who is a basketball player so if you like other sports, if you're into sports romance and want to dip your toes into something else, I won't say who the female love interest is in that one because it's a little bit of a for the book, but definitely check it out. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my TBR. You know what, though? Basketball might be a good one for us to read for the podcast because people are always asking me for basketball recs. Mm-hmm. I hate all sports. Yeah, really. I I read a bunch of football ones too around the same time I was reading all these hockey ones. Yeah, and I think it's just that I kind of understand hockey. Mm -hmm. Like, I can piece it together. Football, Mm -hmm. I cannot fucking basketball cannot understand. I don't understand all the nuance. Like, well, I don't understand. As a girly who has been five foot nine since she was twelve, I used to play basketball. And oh. netball, and I can tell you now, as like a nearly thirty-five-year-old woman, my knees have never fucking forgiven me. Wow. So, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's all good. I think that I've rolled my right ankle nineteen times, and my left one like twelve. So my ankles and knees are completely fucked. But I actually was asked if we could do rugby recommendations, and I was like, like my own <laughs> personal experience with rugby players, or like books. And she loved that response. So, but I don't know. Like, maybe she meant books. Um, that's completely fine. <laughs> I actually do know two rugby books. Two rugby books. I'm Maybe I'll three. Have to, I'll have to look into it. By Eve Dangerfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she's Aussie, so that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I think I'd be down to read some rugby. I could do some rugby, but I think that for next week, we're going to put it up on the Instagram. So you guys yeah. give us suggestions. We'll get them all together and we'll do a little vote. It's been a hot minute since we've had some unhinged shit. Yeah, just read something fucking creepy. 
something weird. Our Halloween episode lives in my head rent-free. That scarecrow yeah. with the fucking striped tongue was crazy. I do have one more recommendation. The first yes. book is free on Kindle. Um, and if you're a sports romance girly, you probably would have heard this name because she's very much amongst it. It's Rebecca Jenshack. So this is the start of the Campus Night series. It's called Secret Puck. It is about Ginny. She is the sister of the hockey captain. She's a freshman, um, fresh out of a breakup. And on her first lunch with her brother and her brother's teammates arrive and she meets Heath. Heath is a total playboy. Um, her brother's like, stay the fuck away from my sister. Of course, you know, they just become really good friends. Uh, also, Rebecca Jenshack's Wallflowers series, which is still ongoing. Um, two of the characters appear in this as like babies and their love interests in the next series. So that's really cute. Um, so if you're a fan of sports romance, I definitely say Rebecca Jenshack because she does some, I don't know if she does football, maybe the new one coming is football, but she's definitely done a lot of hockey. All of this series is hockey, the Campus Nights series. So I did enjoy it. They do cost money, but the first one is free on Kindle if you want to check it out. Who doesn't love free? I don't know. The government? Big corporations? Jeff Bezos? <laughs> Elon well, Musk? Wrap up, uh, to pay $25 wrap up. to be fucking verified? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Meta. Sorry, I woke up the cats. Get used to it. This is how mummy is. I did uh, notice that there's a lot more blue check marks on Instagram. I was going to buy you one as a troll. Like I was going to be like, just for fun. Cause you imagine that and you can't get rid of it. Like I was just like, Oh, I'll just pay for a month to just fuck with you. Yeah. But I think you need to like approve it and shit. Yeah. I think you need like my social security number. So. I don't have one of those. This is Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like $14.99 a month. I'm like, who has that kind of money? In this economy, money. honestly. In this economy? No. no. For a blue no. check? Ugh. Um, my last rec, though, is by Eden Finley. Uh, I've met she also wrote the Egotistical Puck Boy and the Power Plays and Straight A's. This one is just her, though, not paired with Saxon James. And it is a series that includes, I don't know the series name, actually. I think it's called the Fake Boyfriend series, actually. And it covers a, bu- uh, a few different sports. There's football, there's hockey. Uh, there's baseball so and they it's all fake boyfriend premises so in this uh this book is called deke it is the hockey one i read the entire series though and it follows uh ali who is an nhl player whose reputation is kind of in the gutter he's out as gay and his ex-boyfriend is like trying to ruin his reputation i can't remember what he's doing but it's like it is it's working and so he's kind of and his family is not not great so he decides, I just need a fake boyfriend to just get everyone to get off my fucking back. Like, they'll think I've moved on from it. My ex-boyfriend will think I've moved on. Maybe he'll leave me alone. The NHL will be happy that, like, I'm settling down. And, like, again, and, like, not a risk. And But he meets Lennon. Love it. Love the name. Mm-hmm. And Lennon is a nerd who was bullied a lot by athletes as a mm-hmm. in, like, high school. And he is a reporter. And he normally reports on football, but so he doesn't recognize Ali right away. And he doesn't reveal that he is a reporter because he's just like, oh, it's just like, I think they like hook up in a bathroom at like a bar. <laughs> and late, but like Lennon's like, hey, like they kind of like share feelings. And Lennon's like, if you need a fake boyfriend, I will be your fake boyfriend. And then later he learns, I believe he ends up being put on the hockey beat by his boss. And now he is, it looks like he's hidden that he's a reporter from Ali, 
who hates reporters. So, you know, you're, it's going to get angsty. They've already agreed to fake dates too late, you know, so there's shit that goes down. But um, it's it was good. I mean, I, I read – that was the situation. Like, I read all of the CU Hockey series. I read all of the egotistical – well, there was only one at the time – Puck Boy book, and now there's more, and I've read them. And then I was like, I'm going to read all of Eden Finley's books. And then I ran out of those, and I decided I'm going to read all of Saxon James's books. And then one of them had done something with Neve Wilder. So then I read all of Neve Wilder's. They're not hockey, but read all of her books. And then she did a series with only James. And then I read that entire series. And now I'm obsessed with only James. It's a, it's just a slippery slope. Seriously. Truly. I like didn't come up for air. I didn't read like anything off my TBR for like six months because I was just like, boop, 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 boop. like that. Authors are smart by doing that, by like pairing up and duetting books because yeah. it got me. It fucking got me. Absolutely fucking incredible. Look, I have just been inspired to ignore my TBR and go read some fucking hockey romance. Yeah, I might read Iced Out by C.E. Richie. That sounded really good. I feel like you dig it. Like, I it's good. Would. It's really well written. I want to, I think probably, like, I might even read a C.E. Richie book. This is the problem that I'm facing now, guys, is I have so many amazing books that I want to read. Am I reading any of them? No. I'm on TikTok harassing men with pecs. Yeah. Actually, so there, I talked to somebody at some point about why hockey romances are so popular. Mm-hmm. And one, I firmly believe it is because puck allows for so many puns. Mm-hmm. But also, two, it is because most hockey players are white, wealthy-ish men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're writing a book about football, you need to be able to write about black men. Mm. And a lot of authors are just like, or just fucking whatever quarterbacks yep and so a lot i i was talking this over i think it was like in a panel or something and people were like yeah like that's why like authors don't don't write about football mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the baseball you'd have to be able like there are a lot of white baseball players but there's also a lot of other ethnicities and you need to be able to like i'm not going to read a baseball series that's like all white dudes <laughs> like I, you know that's not represent that's yeah, not, like- not representative of baseball population but it's it is weird to me though that baseball is also not that popular as popular as hockey. But I genuinely think it's because hockey is like you need to have money to participate mm-hmm. in hockey, mm-hmm. like from the get go. So you know that yeah. the people coming into it are going to be like used rich to wealth. Yeah. yeah, they're going to be rich white people, and who not like the majority of romance readers are white women. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we see some like diversity in sports. I would love to see. Um, like I have read a few football and I really, I actually read a reverse harem football, Ooh. which was great. Um, a long time ago, it wasn't super dirty though. It was like three books of the same people. Um, but I would love to read some more rugby. Um, but I do, uh, I actually, we just got a rugby team in Chicago. So I think okay. I have to go watch a rugby game first. I, um, um there's like not a lot of swimming and I think it's, I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's because, like, you'd have to have all shaved heads. And, like, you, yeah. the men are all shaved. And I feel like, with, like... There's not a lot of interaction. You don't have well. flow. No. No. Yeah. And, like, uh, what what is a romance hero without great hair? Exactly. Yeah. And my husband was a water polo player. Mm-hmm. And s- sometimes he still plays water polo. And he whips out that, uh, that skimpy Speedo. And it's not... It's not great. It's not, it's not, and I love him to death, 
I mm-hmm. obviously find him attractive. Um, no, I don't want to look at him in a speedo. I just don't think. I don't think they're always so tight. Mm. It's such a tight speedo. Mm. <laughs> they I have to be. That's upset me. <laughs> and so I think that is a that works against swimming as a, mm. a popular a popular sport. Well, there was the time when, like, those people were in those aerodynamic sort of suits and it was, like, you know, those, like, wetsuits sort of things, Australian. And I think that, um, like, in Australia especially, we love swimming in this country. Uh, Everyone on the swimming team has asthma, so they can take Ventolin. So I think that, like, something like 3% of the population have asthma in Australia, but, like, 82% of swimmers... That's right, because I was a swimmer and I developed asthma because I was a swimmer. It was I just like the thought that they were pretending, the like they just want the Ventolin. You know what I mean? No, like, for, for me it was, uh, it was we swam in a small, very warm pool that was mm-hmm. uh, overchlorinated and okay. a lot of us developed. It wasn't permanent, like I, I, but throughout high school as a swimmer, I had uh, an inhaler that I used of, during swimming. It's full of piss piss. Nothing yeah. but piss in your mouth, in your Why eye. aren't there more surfing romances while we're at it? Like. Oh. That's kind of, oh, sharks. That's That's like a danger element, though. Physically, I'm here. Mentally, I am always in the movie Blue Crush. Have you ever seen seen that? The fuck? I know, this is a horrible episode. If you've seen Blue Crush, okay? Someone, for the love of fucking God, if you've seen... Michaela's not not coming back. Yeah, you're not coming back until I've watched Blue Crush, The Cutting Edge, and Mighty Ducks 2. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you had to be there. For you know, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I was also I telling SJ, was. SJ Tilly. She'll mention anecdotes about her childhood, and I just imagine her like growing up in. I call it the backwaters of Minnesota. Like I imagine SJ Tilly's upbringing to be like Stand by Me. Like want to see a dead body. Like literally, that's how I. I have seen that. Mm. Like last I feel year. Like that's all Americans. I don't know anyone that isn't in California or um, New York. That's what I imagine mm. the rest of America to be. I'm trying to think of what I was trying to think about other sports. Um, there are not a lot of female athletes in books. Um, that's why I think why I like so over you because she's like part of the premise is she's trying to get back into uh, hockey, like to play this like one game, and if she plays it, she could like one wrong move could actually like kill her or something. So they're like, don't. I, mm. I do, do think that, that we are, we're circling the drain and avoiding the inevitable of reading Akatar and deep diving that. I, I honestly think that we're getting to that point because we've like people have asked me, they're like, hey, when's that happening? And I was like, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> I did not say that. You cannot prove that I said it. And then they pull it up and they're like, this is where we're like, Akatar. I mean, Akatar, it's fine. Um, we'll get there. We're working our way into it. It's just a, a big time commitment to have to. Like, we could read book one, but if you're reading book one, you have to talk about book two at the same time. Hmm. Book three, I have never read, because when I first read Akatar, it wasn't out yet, and Hmm. I was very mad. It was supposed to be a standalone. Okay, I I was there when it was written. I'm old enough. I'm a crone, guys, honestly. You're, like, three years older than me. Yeah, but I remember these things. Booktube is not the same as it was, and that's fine, but I do remember when it was going to be a fucking standalone. You you have watched BookTube. You've told everyone to watch the video where I read like you for one month. Yeah, I did. You're the only BookTube I've ever watched. That was it. Took that was hilarious. Daddy. I can do that again. 
I'll read like you for a month. <laughs> What's it gonna be? You're gonna have to read a sci-fi, a middle grade Fine. book. You're like, I would no. a knife. I'm gonna have to read like Animorphs. Animorphs. Oh my god, there's actually a um, booktuber who read all of the Animorph books. I'll send it to you. It's like a two-hour vlog. Oh my god, one of my cats is awake. Jesus Christ. All right, we will wrap up so Michaela can go snuggle her cats and I can go veg out on the couch and finish reading Paladin by Only James. Um, But yeah, thanks for sticking with us on this journey through hockey romances. Uh, We are going to get to other sports. We will do that. Um, We just obviously had to capitalize on the current hype and give you aka force you to read what we like which is our favorite thing to do so hopefully you found some good recs if you did not catch the titles or names you can go to our instagram up the smut pod and we always have a list in the graphic of the books we talked about in this episode so you don't have to be mad at us anymore Hmm. well you can try to be mad at us but that's fine we're too cute we're too fucking cute you can't be mad at us I agree. And we have fucking great book recs. So. Kate, Kate is looks like a cinnamon roll. Is a cinnamon roll. I'm looks like could kill you. Could kill you. <laughs> yeah, I would. I am a bitch. I tell people this all the time. She's not. I'm like She's I'm not nice. nice. I'm like a. Well, I don't know. I'm a Virgo. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. You cry right. about it. Sorry. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much. Stay slutty, stay smutty, and read whatever the fuck you want.